A strong-willed and feisty woman, she was determined to live life on her terms. It was either her way or no way. Late one night in October 1975, a driver picked her up. With a bunch of small kids to care for on her own, it was a risky proposition from a total stranger. And now? She was dead. The first publicly acknowledged victim of the Yorkshire Ripper. Her body, shrouded by a low-hanging mist at the edge of a football field, was found early the next morning. The damp and miserably cold vapour clung as grimly and insistently to the frail corpse lying on that grassy bank as it did to the rest of the city of Leeds that autumn. The fog was almost a symbol of the terror and fear that was to come. It seemed to perpetually hang over the north of England for a considerable time, like some mysterious and impenetrable miasma. And it never lifted for five long years. It enveloped and chilled the lives of millions who lived there, men and women, young and old, but mostly women. A year later, MPs in the House of Commons voiced deep concerns about a major police investigation that turned into a fiasco with tragic results. There was little or no glory for the detectives who had led the hunt for the notorious killer called the Black Panther, who turned out to be Donald Nielsen from Bradford, a vicious and cold-blooded criminal wanted for the murders of three sub-postmistresses and the kidnapping and murder of heiress Leslie Whittle. As in the Yorkshire Ripper case, there had been an all-important hoax tape recording that threw detectives off the trail of the real killer. Like the Ripper case, the hunt involved several police forces. Like the Ripper case, there was a great deal of resistance to calling for help from outside and, when the end came, it was two bobbies in a patrol car who made the arrest, not realising they had caught a vicious killer. Finally, like the Ripper case, when it was over, there was a need for scapegoats. The officer in charge suffered the humiliation of being shifted sideways, out of CID and into uniform. Except now we can reveal that in the case of the catastrophic Yorkshire Ripper investigation, the man responsible for that particular act of personal administrative spite was West Yorkshire's own chief constable. In clearing out the very senior detectives whom he had personally appointed, Ronald Gregory was covering up a grotesque failure of his own. With the Black Panther investigation, MPs subsequently demanded an inquiry into its mismanagement, but the then Labour government refused. Home Office Minister Dr Shirley Summerskill told Parliament how the system of policing worked. She said the case has been discussed by chief officers of police collectively, and I am quite sure they are fully aware of the need to learn any lessons which may be learned from such an investigation. The fact that a particular investigation is a matter for discussion by chief officers of police is a reflection of our system of policing in this country. The local control of police forces is an essential element of that system. Chief constables in this country, unlike some continental countries, do not come under the direction of a minister of the interior in the enforcement of the law. The responsibility of deciding how an offence should be investigated is for them and them alone. 